must complete the training. Oh, I can't keep the vision out of my head. They're my friends. I gotta help them. You must not go. But Han and Leia will die if I don't. You don't know that. Even Yoda cannot see their fate. But I can help them. I feel the Force. But you cannot control it. This is a dangerous time for you, when you will be tempted by the dark side of the Force. Yes, yes. To Obi-Wan, you listen. The cave. Remember your failure at the cave. But I've learned so much since then. Master Yoda, I promise to return and finish what I've begun. You have my word. It is you and your abilities the Emperor wants. That is why your friends are made to suffer. That's why I have to go. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 317, Top 5 Empire Strikes Back Moments. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the General May Dean and General Carlos Riken, to my General Jan Dodonna, we have Carl LeClaire and Katie Horn. Shotgun Carlos. <laughs> also shotgun because I pushed Carl out of the way. Damn it! <laughs> 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 Our Rikens can't repel push power of that magnitude. <laughs> well, I don't know how that shield that we gotta give him more time. I don't know why I just quoted Lando there, but I know, and it I don't seemed know, fitting. I don't know what's with all the Return of the Jedi love on an Empire Strikes Back episode. <gasps> I, I picked a I picked a Rebel General from each of the original trilogy. Uh Maydine from Return of the Jedi, Riken from Empire, and Dodonna from A New Hope. Yeah, you would be Dodonna. Well, I feel like I'm the only one here with the beard, so yeah. I figured that's why. <laughs> yeah, I do. To be fair, I feel like Katie could grow a better beard than me. Oh Sorry, my gosh, Katie. it would be glorious! I would braid it. It would be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Katie, I'm so glad you're feeling better. Me we too. All, I'm really glad to be back. We I all, really missed you guys. Yeah, we really missed you last week. We felt yeah. a little. We felt a little uh, like aimless last week. Aww. So, so I <laughs> inevitably just had to like. I felt like I was like defending Han from from Gnostics, who were like <laughs> hating on him. So I was like, "Listen, I'm just gonna go to bat for my boy." <laughs> um, I'm so glad you're feeling better, and I'm so glad that we are able to do this top five Empire Strikes Back moments episode. <laughs> Crazy that we've been recording for over seven years and haven't done a top five Empire Strikes Back show yet. Even more exciting to get to do it with you, Katie, because it's not one of your particularly favorite Star Wars movies, and that and that's not because you don't like it. It's just yeah. not one of your favorites. Which so exactly. I, I always love talking. That, I mean, obviously, it's my favorite. I love this movie. It's <laughs> it's my everything. Um, I could, could watch this in solo every day for the rest of my life and be content. Um, but uh, be a good life. It'd be it, a good life. Yeah, it would be a good life. <laughs> 
Um, but before we get into the the fun of the Empire Strikes Back, I gotta give gotta give some special thanks of appreciation to our two most recent iTunes reviewers. So first is uh, Man Bat Data Vader, which is a, such a fun name, and I believe his name is John. He did send us an email as well with uh, some some great input on the show. So if if I'm correct in that, John slash Man Bat Data Vader. Thank you so much for your review. And then we just got one a couple days ago from Ryan Lehman. I think that's how you say the username. So uh, Ryan and John, thank you both so much for uh, not only taking the time to write the reviews, but for for being so positive about them. And and we really appreciate that. You you love the camaraderie of the three of us because I love us too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and folks, it has been confirmed. The Wampus Lair has lodging. In Chicago for celebration. Thank you. I'll be staying at the same place. Yes! Thanks, thanks to Katie. You cannot <laughs> separate us. You cannot tear us asunder. Never. <laughs> we just like run into the hotel screaming. Like, ah! and they're like, it's an invasion. For the, for the Republic. For the Wampus Lair. Housekeeping comes in, you know, to clean our room. And it's just all like, it's, it's like an ice cave now. <laughs> this is the Wampus Lair. <laughs> There's a Wampa curled up in the corner. Housekeeping just like closes the door, like <laughs> very slowly. <laughs> so, spoiler alert: you might get some fun videos on social media <laughs> yes. come April. <laughs> the, oh my gosh, I cannot wait. I can't either. Um, yeah. So, uh, um. thanks to Katie for getting the hotel room. So, and we oh, you're to, pretty welcome. We get to oh, poor Nate. He's going to be in for it. Katie, oh, definitely. Katie's yeah, beloved husband love doesn't even know what's going to happen. So. No, he's so excited, though. He's I'm, like, oh, I can't wait to meet those guys. He really is. I can't oh, wait good, to meet good. Him. Does he actually listen to the show? Um, he, he used to not so much anymore. <laughs> when, when I only had the rare appearance, he would listen to all of those. But now I'm on every week. It's like, eh, the magic's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he does kind of hear, you know, one third of the conversation, anyways. When well, you're that's recording, precisely it, yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> on the other side of the wall. Yeah, I make him listen to like if I have like a joke I thought was really good, I'll pull up like a specific joke and I'll be all like, "Hey, you have to listen to this." <laughs> so, so he has no idea how absolutely ridiculous we are at this time in the show. At this point in the show, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yes, that is perfect. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> well, um, so before we get into our top five Empire Strikes Back moments episode, we of course asked all of you last week what your favorite moments are from the Empire Strikes Back, and uh, as always, there was such a, a plethora of responses, which mm. which are fantastic and. Um, Jason, you took the time to, to compile them this time. So what say the Larians about their favorite Empire moments? <clears throat> All right. In sixth place with one vote each, we have quite a few. Uh, we've got, I am not afraid. You will be. You will be. Which Ooh, is one of the most very cool. emperor there. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. I turned into Palpatine there. Sorry about that. Oh, Sheev. Um, oh, Sheev. Oh, Sheev. Did um, you bring your Shiv? What? <laughs> what? No. What? Um, he gave them to try and boss. What? <laughs> no, that's true. He did. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have the Wampa's Lair, which awesome that that made it onto somebody's favorite uh, list here for us. Um, the reveal of the Superstar Destroyer. Oh, uh, Vader springing out of nowhere during the duel with Luke, oh, uh, which is yeah. a terrifying moment. Oh, so good. Um, 
the cave, and uh, somebody just said Vader choking anyone. Um, <laughs> <Perfect>. So, <laughs> and then in fifth place with two votes each, we have the uh, R two D two ensuring the clouds to the escape when he opens the door and sprays the smoke. Um, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, which I, props for that. I love that. Thank you very much. You might hear that from me on this show. Uh, <laughs> the the Luke Invader Force Skype call uh, during the escape from Cloud City. Um, son, father, come with me. It is your only way. You know, that whole scene. Uh, Yoda's dissertation of the Force also had two votes. So did the I love you, I know. Um, and Leia, hear me. Uh, when Luke reaches out to Leia, Leia responds. Yeah. Also had two votes. Uh, in fourth place, with three votes each, we've got You Are Not a Jedi Yet. Um, the the beginning moment from the duel. We also have uh, Welcome to Dinner. When um, <laughs> Welcome to Dinner. <laughs> Han and Vader have their little short-lasted con- uh, confrontation. Uh, Carl, you had some people have your back on this. The Torture Rack got three votes. It's great. Three? Um, it's not on my list. Yes. So. They were all Carl in a mask. They were all. <laughs> <laughs> I created a few new inst- a few new Twitter handles just for this. So, um, sorry that all the names are Han gets tortured one, Han gets tortured two, and Han gets tortured three. <laughs> so, and everyone is just a different angle of the scan grid. My profile yeah. picture. Um, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> I am your father. Specifically, uh, was three votes with in fourth place. The asteroid chase. Also had three votes. Um, and then we move into third place. Um, third place had four votes each. Uh, Luke meets Yoda and the Battle of Hoth. Mm. Um, and then in second place with six votes was Luke versus Vader. The whole confrontation in general, which of course includes everything I've already mentioned mm-hmm. about those. Um which leaves in first place with eight votes, raising the X-Wing. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I think because the, the Vader-Luke confrontation stuff got all spread out, mm-hmm. uh, if, it, if I had combined all of those, that would have definitely won sure. by far. But uh, because it is spread out, uh, raising the X-Wing is number one. But that's also... Quite a favorite moment, as we can see from our Larian. So, obviously, uh, Carl, Katie, and I will not be contributing to this poll because we've got an entire episode where you will find out <laughs> our top five. Um, yeah. So, that's what we got. Uh, where should we start for our top five? Obviously, the honorable mentions, but who should go first? <laughs> Do you have any honorable mentions, Katie? Uh, tauntauns. All the tauntauns are my honorable mentions. Perfect. <laughs> Wobble, wobble, wobble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my that? god. Yeah, that's that's my number one, so you just stole that. Thanks. I got it. <laughs> I gotta say though, Empire Strikes Back was the hardest for me to pick top five moments because this is my favorite full story. It's so good from beginning to – I feel like this movie just gets progressively better. Um, it just – it starts great and just by the end of it, it's the best Star Wars movie. And I feel like it just builds so perfectly and it's – like it's just – it was so – actually so hard for me to pick out. There were like a couple moments for sure that I was like, OK, these for sure. But it was actually really hard for me to pick anything else out because I just feel like it's such a great story that continually builds. 
Um, so it was really, really hard for me. Um, whereas like the, the movie that it's always the easiest for me to pick stuff like this is Revenge of the Sith because it's, it's based – to me, it's like a Star Wars greatest hits mixtape. Um, it's it, to me, it's the it's the least compelling story because it's all over the place. It's just so big and complex in the sense of like we're just jumping around so much. And that's not to like mm. slam it, but I just feel like Empire is just the perfect story from beginning to end. So picking out moments was was hard because I just like there were a few people that said this in the polls, like um, the moment between opening credits and end credits. Cause it's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I <laughs> yes. totally hear that. Yeah. So. Um, there, were, there were a couple of those. I, I didn't count that because that's kind of the whole movie um, <laughs> when I was doing the, the results. But it's good that we mentioned it because, yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing. There was at it's, least two or three people who said that. It's a 127-minute favorite moment. What's so wrong with that? There's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the longest a moment. moment is ge- <laughs> a moment is generally a lot shorter than 127 <laughs> minutes. Just so 125 long. minutes? Is right. that? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. There's we'll only, go with that. So do you guys want to know there's actually only one – so every Star Wars movie, every single Star Wars movie to this day has at least one scene that I'll fast forward through typically when I'm watching it and okay. even Empire does. Not I don't do it every time with Empire, but there's even one scene in Empire that I will typically fast forward. It's your bathroom break. I do that. Like yeah. when I go to the theater, yeah. you know, there's always the one scene in a Star Wars movie that's my bathroom break. Do you guys want to guess which scene it is? Uh, is it the Battle of Hoth? Is it right at the start? Okay. What do you think? Because it's pretty long. Is it what is I'm very thinking. long. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go out on a limb here and say um, no, no. I'll, I'll say the uh, escape from the uh, space leg. Jason is right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, all right. All right. I the moment when they look up with their goggles, I chuckle, and then I typically fast forward. Oh, there you go. All um, right. All right. It's there's something else there. There's, yeah. some, there's something out there. Yeah. Goggle look. Yep. And then I'm like, all right. <laughs> we just step it up to 10 speed and then boom, we get to the the training. <laughs> so oh, it, go away. It, go away. It's, shoot. Again, shoot. So it's not, it's not like I don't like the scene. It's just that's just my – that's the one scene in Empire that I'll occasionally fast forward. Yeah, so. I feel it. I do. But I was I was gonna just take a stab and then I was like, wait a minute, I can figure this out. But I won't lie, Katie. I don't I don't ever fast forward um, Battle of Hoth, but I do take bathroom breaks. Yeah, it's it's pretty long. It's yeah. very long. Yeah, yeah, it's very long. Um, uh, which is kind of why I just sort of left that as my honorable mention. So fair Battle enough. Hoth is my honorable mention. Sweet. Uh, but it is a very long segment. It's yeah. it's like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not even because yeah. it's not really a moment too, right? Like, no, and I get and no. I get that a lot of folks voted for because it, it is. I mean, it's an awesome battle scene, um, but it is long. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah. It's it's not on my list to be honest. So, um, since you gave your quick honorable mention, my honorable mention is what I call the uh, the Skype call between the Emperor and Vader. Um, I love that love scene so much. It didn't scene. make my list, but oh my gosh, I almost put it on my list. Yeah, and the the two main things I just want to point out about the first is actually when Piet tells him, "Oh my boy, Firmus." Um, <laughs> Piet, oh, good old Firmus. Um, but when he says the Emperor commands you to make contact, Invader, and again, I got to give props to Sam Whitworth because he was the first person to ever point this out that I know of, where uh-huh. Vader catches his breath, like, "Oh shoot, I'm caught." Like oh, the Emperor yeah. knows what he's up to finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that little moment. And then I obviously love the fact that this is the first time we see Vader subservient, right? Like a new hope. Yeah. He's the bad guy. 
this movie, we've seen him force choke somebody already. We see him like very much the fearful, com- like the f- the people are afraid of him, commander type deal. And then we see him, you know, drop to a knee for this this mm-hmm. old dude in a robe. And I just not I o- not it. only is he dropping to his knee, but the emperor's face takes up the entire room. Mm. Yep, it, it, this, the the picture that that paints. He is so when they do that wide shot, that yeah. wide profile shot. The Emperor's face takes up the entire room, and little Vader is kneeling there in the corner of the screen. Yeah. And he looks so small. Yeah. And it's like, Go for this Papa is... Palpatine. Yeah. Go for Papa Palpatine. <laughs> what the hell's in the room with the Falcon? <laughs> oh, jeez, he's crying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yes, no, I love that scene, too. And, and I love the fact that they went back and redid it and expanded it with Ian McDiarmid. Um, Me, too. Yeah. So, and also a quick shout out because that scene's in it's the the it's an early scene in the Shadows of the Empire. Ha ha ha! My greatest, my favorite Legends canon story of all time. So, little do we know that just to the left of Sheev is Prince Shizor, hmm, that reptilian shape, uh, color shifting sex man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It is a creepy story looking back, but I still love it. Um, anyway, there are definitely some uh, Shall- creeper moments. Oh yeah, shall we jump into our top fives? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Who shall kick this one off? Not the Cowboys because they're done. <laughs> oh! I hate the Cowboys. There, I said it. So, uh, who wants to kick this off? I'll. Do you want to do, let, let, do let, rock paper scissors again? Yes, I love playing rock paper scissors. All right. This is the best thing right. ever for, a, right, for an audio podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. All right. Rock, paper, Rock. scissors, shoot. <laughs> oh, Katie lost for the first time ever. Oh, man. She came in as Dwayne Johnson slash The Rock, and she got covered. <laughs> Carl, I, third time's the charm. We finally figured out that we need to do paper. <laughs> All right, Jason. You're going to get to finish the show. I'll, I will start. Oh, okay. Um, So my number five is the asteroid field chase. Um, Nice. Such a great moment. And so I will be honest. I think actually this this moment would have definitely been in a top ten list for this movie for me. Hmm. The reason it gets bumped into top five is because of Solo. Spoiler alert. I love Solo. All right. Um, All right. But the, the thing I love so much about it is we get to see Han be the best pilot in the galaxy um, yeah. right like you know that 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 quip he makes to the imperial officer i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be a pilot best in the galaxy well it's gonna take a darn good pilot to navigate this asteroid field um and i also just love how quick han is to think on his feet you know he <laughs> is the king of improvisation um so it's so funny that like in the movie solo when beckett says you know no don't improvise that's like basically telling <laughs> han not to be han Right. Like right. Han is yeah. like the king of improvisation. And, um, you know, it, I just I mean, this scene is so visually stunning, like just seeing him. Yeah. I, I, so many. T- this is the scene when I was a kid that like whenever I would fly my Millennium Falcon, you know, power of the force line toy or my micro machine William Falcon or my die cast William Falcon. This is the scene that inspired all the cool, you know, juking and jiving. Um, but also in this moment, we get, you know, the quintessential Han Solo line of never tell me the odds. And to me, this this line really indicates that Han believes in himself so much. 
you know, um, he he's not interested in the fact that this is something difficult to pull off because for Han, he's not interested in those odds. He believes in his abilities. He really does believe, um, yeah, probably to a, to the extent of being obviously to the extent of being cocky, but he really does <laughs> firmly believe that he can, he can survive this. So he's not interested in the odds. And I also think that's really important because it, it's in a way a perfect mirror of what Luke isn't yet in this movie. And what I mean by that mm. is Han is someone who's very confident, who does believe in himself. And we're obviously going to see throughout the story of Empire Strikes Back that Luke is someone who's struggling to do that, right? So while yeah. Han is certainly not a Jedi Knight and he will never be a Jedi Knight, but Han does have one thing Luke doesn't yet have in his journey, which is that sense of confidence. Um, mm-hmm. So I really love, I love this, this asteroid field chase, not to mention that some of the asteroids are potatoes and who doesn't love a good potato? So, <laughs> potatoes <laughs> flying through space. Yeah, <laughs> They make French fries and French fries are delicious. So. They are, all, all potatoes are delicious. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. No, I love the asteroid chase. Um, it didn't make my list, um, but it is a fantastic sequence. Um, I think the reason why I didn't put it on my list is because it was, it's like a four minute scene. And I was like, eh, I think I want my stuff to be shorter. And most of it, <laughs> most of my stuff is, I make it a few exceptions. So. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I love this sequence. It's a lot of fun. And the music is absolutely fantastic. You know, you, you cannot not talk about the scene without mentioning John Williams True. score for it. True. So, um, there, I did it. So now we can. <laughs> Now I can wrap up my thoughts on that. But yes, no, it, it's a great sequence, and I, it's a lot of fun, and I love it. So, Katie, what do you got to say about it? I just, I just love everything Carl had to say. <laughs> that was perfect. What, what do you All got right. for your number five, Katie? My number five, oh, my kind of my thing with my list is uh, a lot of these I zeroed in on smaller moments uh, because obviously this movie has some really big highlights. But I was like, I'm pretty sure I can trust Carl and Jason to hit these big, big notes. So I zeroed in on smaller stuff. Um, I really like the scene uh, near the beginning when uh, Han and Luke say goodbye and Luke comes up and he scratches Chewie behind the ear. Yes. And that's so cute. And the camera like pans up. Oh yeah. Also Chewie gives him the big old hug. Mm. And then the camera pans up and Han is just like leaning on the Falcon and he looks so handsome. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, just the way like he has the most piercing look as that scene ends. Luke walks away and the, the last shot in that scene is Han's face and it's just like that is yeah. an attractive Harrison Ford. I don't oh. think I've ever seen Harrison Ford that attractive before. You I know? Know. <laughs> just like just so effortlessly handsome up there, you know, yeah. just all like uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm leaning on the Falcon like 30 feet up from the, you know, grounds. What? I don't care. If I fall, <laughs> who cares? Not me. I'm not worried about it. Like, oh, it's so good. Oh, Han. <laughs> it is so good. And then just like just the way like Han and Luke look at each other, you know, like like they they want like starts to say something, but he can't really, so he starts to walk away. And Han's just like, "Kid, wait," you know, and they, they say goodbye. And like, my heart's just like, "Han, go to him." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't tell. You probably can, but I'm shipping it a little. I'm probably shipping it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just the way they look at each other. I'm like just run into each other's arms, just be there with each other. <laughs> so that's my number five. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad you brought that moment in, Katie, because yeah. it is such a good moment. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it really is. It's like that. It's that. It, it's there's such a the thing I love about that scene is it develops in such a beautiful yet simple way the camaraderie between the three of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we know that the three of them have had some have had some fantastic adventures together the last few years they're they're so bonded to one another and Mm -hmm. it is it's like they don't know exactly what to say and to me it's in part because it's like they're both in a way trying to be like that macho man right they don't they don't really want to share too much the thing i love about chewie is chewie just doesn't care right like chewie no how does chewie feel he shows luke like yeah right like that's so chewy um and you know han and luke are both trying to kind of just play it cool but there's just this such a deep love between the two of them mm-hmm. that in some ways though too like it doesn't need to be stated right they don't they don't need to say too much because it's like the look is enough like they sincerely mm-hmm. care for e- each other now i'm gonna give a quick spoiler alert because it's coming up in a couple episodes of the radio drama there's a in that moment in the radio drama han tries giving luke some extra advice about like about the snow speeder, about like a weak spot yeah. on it, and Luke's Luke's like, stop trying to like father me, Han. Like, and not not in, like in an annoyed way, but it's like <laughs> like like it, because obviously in a radio drama, it's uh, right like we need to hear something. So they write in these mm-hmm. extra lines that really really show the mm-hmm. way that Han has taken Luke under his wing. But in a beautiful way, they can do that visually with with a movie because and it's so cool. Like like you pointed out, Katie, like Han is mm-hmm. Han is up there. Like Han is elevated in a way, yeah. and he's looking down on Luke, not in a way of condescending, but a way of looking down on him in a kind, almost like a parental gaze. Like mm. he's Luke's Beckett, but he's going to mm-hmm. be better than Beckett. So, oh yeah, yeah, right, and sexier. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Well, oh, really. Well, I'm thinking. I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking about like Woody Harrelson in Solo and Harrison Ford in Force Awakens, and I'm like, Ooh. Uh, Harrison still. Harrison is, still. All he's right. Such All a right. good looking. I gotta guy. think about it. I gotta. Uh, you can't rush in. You can't rush these things, Carl. Fair enough. I'm oh, sorry, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the moment you brought up. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's such a it's such an interesting moment because. There's there's a level of, of you know, uh, am I actually going to see him again? And I don't want to yeah, like yeah. say I'm not going to say goodbye because you know if you know if he does leave and and goes you know after this battle and to pay off Jabba then then what you know? But in reality, it's the last time Luke and Han see each other until they're being drugged into Jabba's palace before mm-hmm. sent. Before yeah. being sentenced to uh, the Sarlacc, yeah, mm-hmm. that is the last time that they see each other for you know the better part of a year, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's such a it's such an odd, weird goodbye, but it's so perfectly them, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah. When yeah. like when like Han calls Luke back, Luke's like, he looks so hopeful. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. Yes. What? Anything. What? Ask me to stay. You know, <laughs> like it's so good. Tell me you're gonna come back. Yes. You know? <laughs> treat, treat, treat. Yeah, treat. <laughs> looks like, like such a puppy dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, like like you heard the can opener. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, man. oh man. All right. All right so, so I think so it's your turn, Jason. Yeah. It is my turn. Um, my top five is. Uh, 
kind of similar to yours, Katie. I didn't go with the big moments because mm. everybody uses those moments. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, um, while I do love those moments, like I love you, I know, and no, I am your father. For me, Empire is full of these these sidebars that only um, Irving Kirshner mm-hmm. has been able to really nail mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And there are these little things, and a lot of them made it into my list, um, that I just absolutely love. Irving Kirshner knew how to capture the galactic scope of Star Wars and still make room for all the little character moments that we needed mm. to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to kick things off uh, with one of my absolute favorite scenes of all time in Star Wars, uh, the scruffy-looking Nerf Herder scene. <laughs> I think it is so great. You know, it, it starts off with everyone is in there concerned about how Luke's doing and all that stuff. And, <laughs> and then it segues into this whole, um, you know, conversation that Han and Leia have been having on and off about him trying to get out of there. And she's like, oh, it's not my fault this time. It's General Reich, and he's the one wanting to make sure nobody leaves yet. You know, sure. I just <laughs> managed to let a gorgeous guy like me out of your sight. And then, of course, we get the laser brains, Chewie laughing, which is one of the most hilarious things. <laughs> um, and we get the incredible line of, why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Which, I will say, as a kid, I thought was nerve herder. Nerve herder. <laughs> like, she, like, he gets on her nerves. Oh, uh, uh, so, right. Okay, all right. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> and then, of course, she just does the, you know, I'm going to plant a big one on Luke just to spite you. Um, and we yep. get the awesome moment of C-3PO running up to see what's going on <laughs> as he peeks over Han's shoulder. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And then all Han can say afterwards is, see you around, kid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> right. So... I love that scene so much. It has some of the, you know, the best lines in it, in my opinion. Um, and it's just so hilarious to me. So it, it, I don't have much else to say about it, but I absolutely just love it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's terrific. The humor, the, the humor in Empire Strikes Back is, is really good. Um, yes. And, and I remember Irving, Kir- Irving Kirshner in one of the like interviews talking about how like, you know, I knew this was a darker movie. It's, you know, it's a heavier movie. So I knew I needed to have some comedy in it, but not slapstick. Um, so, right. He creates what I almost consider like timeless humor, like a joke like that mm. will always be funny. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's not like it's not like low hanging humor, like, you know, some like pop comedy movies are today. Sure. Um, and it's yeah. not to belittle those. It's just a different type of comedy. Um mm. But I think it's also like it's this, like you said, Jason. It's this great character moment about developing the kind of relationship that Han and Leia have, and the two of them are kind of a yin and yang. So I just finished this book um, called Star Wars Icons on Solo, which was absolutely fantastic. And there's this great excerpt in there um, that uh, was provided um, by I think her name is Mariette Liu, who wrote the Han Solo uh, comic comic book um, last year. And talks about how basically, like, 
Leia's, you know, all about selflessness and Han is all about self-preservation and like these mm-hmm. obviously butt heads and they have their reasons for being that way. Like she's not, mm-hmm. she's not belittling Han for having that. Um, but you know, basically talks about how like they do bring out the best in one another. And it's funny to me cause like, I remember the, the, the first serious girlfriend I had, which was in my, my freshman year of college. It was so funny before we started a date, we actually like, we drove each other crazy. We were a lot of the same <laughs> classes together and she was always the person who would like ask a million questions. So I'd always make fun of her. She'd ask a question. I'd answer it for her before the professor even could just to like show that I was smarter, even though like long story <laughs> wow. short, I, I'm not wow. smarter than her to be fair. She was much brighter than I was. I just happened to know a little bit more history than her in that one particular class. Um, but like, but we did, we had like this really like, yeah. like, um, like she hated me. Um, I didn't hate her, <laughs> I mean, but like, yeah, and I don't blame her, but yeah. it was just so funny because like, but part of the reason it was like this, there was this immaturity to me of like, I was partly doing it though, because I kind of had a little crush on her and I didn't know how to like express it. So like I did that, which is very immature, but like understandable. <laughs> and then like we ended up becoming like, we just ended up falling in love with each other. Um, yeah. So like, I see this moment as something like that. It's like, it's not, they don't hate each other, but like, they're struggling to admit how much they really care about one another. So it comes off as conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So great moment, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. By the way, the fact that you, you, you brought up the Han Solo icons book again. Yeah. Got to say, uh, Inside Editions, who produced the book, yeah. quoted you. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it made, made me feel pretty great. <laughs> quoted, yeah. Quoted something that Carl said in our last episode about that book, you know. That's cool. Literally the best book I ever bought. Listen to at Wampazay review of Star Wars Icons Han Solo now. Yeah. So <laughs> I felt kind of bad because I was like, I didn't really give it a full review, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um and of course I like I they put like they're like, Oh, don't forget to thank the author. Um so I made sure to thank her too and she responded, which was awesome. Again, this is like one of the cool Aww. things about Twitter is that you can have these interactions with creators. What oh, yes. what a wonderful yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, great moment, Jason. So thank you. Uh, what about you? What's your number four? My number four. So I have to say this, my numbers five, four, and three are all ridiculously interchangeable to be completely nice. honest. So it, it was, it was just literally just throwing them down. Um, but my number four is Luke versus Vader in the carbonite chamber specifically. So, nice. you know, when, when Luke comes into the trap and, you know, like you're not a Jedi yet, like, and then yes. all the way up to like knocking Vader off the platform, um, just, yeah, a couple <laughs> little things I want to just point out from it um, is I love when Luke comes in, all of the uh, like all the escape doors close essentially, right? Like like he's gonna yes. get locked in here, and he, I love the look. He looks at his blaster and then holsters it, like he yep. knows who he's about. To, I, I just I, again, it's like something so subtle but so cool. Like he looks at his gun, realizes like, nope, this isn't what I need in here, and just puts it away, um, and. Like the way Vader just toys with Luke at the beginning of the fight, um, and and is really trying to get Luke to draw on his you know onto his dark side, and Luke does seem to get the upper hand at the very end of this fight. The way he flips out of the you know the the chamber and puts the hose in his face, I think that does legitimately surprise Vader. Yeah. Um. And and I just love like how easily he calls the lightsaber to his hand, right? Just to mirror the beginning of the movie, how it's a bit of a struggle for him to call it to his hand in the Wampus Lair. Um, hey. Hey. <laughs> title drop take a shot <laughs> but like, his the ease with which he does that right like I, again like these are 
those are two really great moments of just showing how how powerful Luke has become in the Force. You know, in light of his training on Dagobah, like he's definitely not the same Luke Skywalker from the beginning of the film. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I love this fight scene. I love the intensity of it. I love that. I think in that moment, Luke does. I think to some degree think like he might be able to win this fight. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, and not to mention just like literally like the carbonite chamber is to me still the coolest set piece in all of star Wars. So like they're literally fighting in hell. Um, this is Luke fighting the devil in hell and he thinks he's getting the upper hand. But the funny thing is, is the devil just keeps calling, drawing him deeper and deeper. Right. Deeper, and then yeah. the thing. Like, I think when Luke does like get him yeah. to fall off that plank and like, I think Vader's shout is somewhat real, but like, he's not in any way nervous about Luke winning. But I think no. Luke, to some degree, feels like, yes, I can do this. And then just obviously from there out, just gets totally owned. But um, right. Yeah, I love I love that initial part of the fight. I mean, the rest of the fight's great, too. But I love that initial part of the fight. Yeah, it, it, it definitely this is what you, we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for Luke and Vader to meet. Yeah. You know, they narrowly missed each other on Hoth. You know, they Vader almost blew him up over the Death Star. Uh, but we've been wanting this moment. And so we, and they kind of duck the music out a bit in this scene, you know, not, not completely, but the, this initial there, part of the duel there is, is no music in the initial part of the duel. No, that's right. Yeah. That's right. There, is there no music was here, music so. composed for it, but they chose not to use it. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of gets everyone, the audience to lean in with anticipation. And so they don't miss anything. And, um, you know, Vader is toying with him a little bit and then Luke gets the upper hand and it's like, oh, maybe we could actually do this. Maybe the good guy could pull this out. Nope. And then we know what happens <laughs> after that. Nope. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> but sorry, bro. But it gives you, you know, it gives you the the opening salvo of this duel gives you the idea of, oh, well, maybe Luke has actually progressed a lot further than we thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe he actually could stand his ground. Yeah. Um, and and Vader really isn't that scary. Oh. <laughs> except he is. Oh. Except, yeah. except he is. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. The moment where he, you know, springs out in the video arcade and when he's oh, just, right. yeah. uh, <laughs> when he's throwing the room at Luke, you know, with the force. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of the most intense and terrifying moments in that duel for me. But opening salvo is a great way to get everyone sucked in. It's yeah. a very anticipatory moment. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, what about you? What is your number four? This is going to be a weird one. This is only here because this is my list. Nobody else would pick this, like, at all. <laughs> so right after Lando meets Leia, you know, and he, and he, oh, whoa, 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 what have we here? And he kisses her hand, right? And then Han is like, eh, that's great. And he just kind of, like, takes Leia's hand, and they and then they walk away. C-3PO is immediately like, I want a handshake, too! <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like he puts his hand in Lando's and Lando's like, yeah, that's great. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. like, oh my gosh. Like, come on, Lando, kiss, kiss C-3PO's hand. He, he needs some love. I just, that had me in absolute stitches. I, I don't think I'd ever really noticed that before, but for some reason on my most recent watch, I was like, hang on, did C-3PO try to, yeah, he did. He tried to get a handshake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like immediately went in. <laughs> so, okay, this 
this rolls perfectly into my number four. So I'm going to add this in. Yes, 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 yes. Do it. (laughs) My number four is a little bit of a cheat, and I didn't feel like I should have it any higher than four because it is so much of a cheat. My number four in this movie is C-3PO. Love it. (laughs) Because he's hilarious. You know, it it starts off with him and R2 bickering about the fact that they turned up the heat in Leia's quarters. Right. <laughs> and all her clothes are soaked now. R2 says something smart alecky, and 3 people just says, oh, switch off, you know. <laughs> and then we get that kind of stuff from 3 people the whole movie. It's like, sir, sir, I've isolated the rumor's power flux coupling. Yes. Odds of successfully navigating asteroid fields are approximately 3,720 to 1. You know, um, sir, I'm almost afraid to ask, but does that include shutting me down, too? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, and of course, you know, uh, some of my other favorites are, you know, wait, stormtroopers, here. I must warn the others. Oh, no, I've been shot! You know, (laughs) and uh, I'm backwards! You know, you stupid furball. Only an overgrown (laughs) muphead like you would be stupid enough to do is <laughs> hysterical. He is. He so steps good. it up a notch from A New Hope, and I can totally see why people might consider him annoying because of that. But it like hits my funny bone every single time. Three PO is like my my soulmate for this yes. movie. <laughs> can can I play my favorite little moment between him and Three PO? R two and Three PO. Yeah. I think you'll appreciate please, this. Please. But don't blame me. I'm an interpreter. I'm not supposed to know a power socket from a computer terminal. <laughs> but don't blame me. <laughs> I'm an interpreter. I'm not supposed to know the difference between a power socket and a computer terminal. <laughs> you know what I really like? I'm going to slide this in here because I, I, it's not a Snarky as all get out. Oh, Sorry, true. go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. What I really like is how kind of sprinkled throughout this movie is um, when 3PO and R2 are apart, they're, like, worried about each other, you know? Like, Luke will be all like, you know, oh, don't worry, 3PO's with them. Like, you know, just stuff like that. It's so cute because you can tell that even though they're always, like, bickering, it's just like, no, they care. Where is R2 when I need him? Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. They're so excited when they see each other. The minute that you put them back together, it's like... yeah. You're putting your your computer socket into a power Straight terminal. <laughs> You're an idiot. You know, it's like, don't, don't blame me. <laughs> I'm I love I love those little moments when three PO is all like, "Oh, and do take care of yourself." Like you know, just like, yeah. like R two, come back to me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're oh, they're so. That's a ship. Yeah. That's a ship. Yes, that's a sh- yes. <laughs> we can ship them. <laughs> yes, uh, they're lifers. They've been together for yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> their counterparts. Right. Yeah, it's my counterparts. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that is stronger than anything in this world. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like, they, they were Anakin and Padme's wedding gifts to each other. That's They, they were meant to be, you guys. Yes. They, yes. Uh, yep. yes. Yep. Uh, I hope yep. we get them together finally in nine, because that's, that's one of oh, the please. biggest, the biggest issues I have with the sequels is that they're never together. Um, yeah. And when they are almost, I mean, that's a, I love it at the end of Force Awakens. He's like, my dear friend, how I've my missed you. Oh, um, and I do I love that, you. but it's like, oh, we need more of them. And then, of course, they're never together in, in Last Jedi until, like, again, the last scene. So, um, yeah, they need to be together more. 
So, right. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure nine is just going to be a gauntlet of, you know, like those kind of farewells and those kind of like moments between two old yeah. friends, you know, just it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. But yes, now 3PO is my number four. I, I cannot get enough of C3PO in this movie. Like, he's great. He's yeah. he's my soulmate from Empire Strikes Back. I, well, he's what a good number four. <laughs> he's literally the voice of anxiety the whole film, right? Like, right. He's yeah. Constantly anxious, uh. and I love that. Like Han, Leia, and Chewie are all constantly shutting him up. And I think one because it's he is annoying, but I think also too, it's like we're anxious enough, right? Like they're trying their best to keep their anxiety on lockdown, and then you've got three PO just throwing it just up there, spilling it. Yeah. yeah he's just, so. You're making it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's been put in carbonite. Yeah. <laughs> you should be quite safe. If you survive right. the prison Like process, as he starts is, complaining, you know? Le- Leia turns leans over and shuts him off. Thank you. <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> oh, oh my God. I love it, Jason. Um, there you go. What about uh number, so number three. three? My three. number three is the uh the carbonite chamber. The I love you, I know stuff. Um Aww. I mean yeah. terrific. It's so, so good. Again, like so much of it is, is just the set piece, set design is in and of itself. Like I just, I love the carbonite chamber, um, but I love as they're like, they're being marched, marched in, like it's their death march, right? Like they, for all they know, they're going to their execution. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And funny enough, Han is the only one shackled. Just like you would think you'd shackle the big scary Wookiee, um, but they don't initially. <laughs> Leia has nothing on her. Um, and again, like I first agree, it makes sense. That's all um, show for Lando. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, it, that's a good point. It's probably to get let Lando think that in some small way, he still has some level of control. Like Vader. Well, and also like, she's like three feet stay. tall and so, yeah. and they're judging her by her size. Like, right. you know, they're like, yeah. what should you do? Nah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and, and Lando still believes that they'll be, you know, essentially exiled to cloud city under his protection, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's what the plan is still at this point. Um, and uh, after Han is uh, shipped off, uh, that changes quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I've, I've I've always always enjoyed this moment, and I think something really important about this scene is that it's really all of our our, our big characters in the moment. It's their most vulnerable moment in the film in yeah. a way. Right, yeah. um, we get Leia confessing love. We get Han confessing sincere concern for her and Chewie. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Chewie like d- d- not knowing what to do, so he just rages out. Right, yeah. it's this- he he cannot do anything. Yeah. You know, right, and and it's this moment of just every one of them is super vulnerable. But what's really awesome to me is how calm Han is. Like mm-hmm. Han Han has accepted this fate for himself. Um, he doesn't want it, but he's accepted it. Um, and and I love again, like I just I love that shot, and it's so brief. But right, you know, as Chewie's freaking out, and Han's like, "Chewie, Chewie, this won't help me." And then they zoom in, and you see Han holding Chewie's hands. It's yeah. so freaking beautiful. <laughs> like it really is. Like Han Han knows if Chewie keeps this up, he's going to get shot down right in front of Han, and mm-hmm. he does not want that. And and no. and I also love that line that he like. Han, right? Han is the cynic in the last film. Well, here we have Han giving this beautiful line of hope of like, there'll be another day. And whether he believes it or not, he wants to. Um, and he gives, he gives Chewie 
a purpose to move forward. The princess, take care of her, right? Like he's, yeah. he's making sure that Chewie will be taken care of. Again, this to me is a beautiful mirror of what happens between Han and Kira at the end of Solo when she's like, go save Chewie. He needs you and you're going to need him. This is Han giving that gift back. This is Han saying to Chewie, stay with Leia. She needs you and you're going to need her, right? Like it's this beautiful moment of Han giving something back and like Leia confessing her love, declaring that is finally her able to just strip down and care about something passionately besides just the rebellion, right? Mm. She, she can care for a person now. Like she's not afraid to be vulnerable here in this moment. And I love that. And the, I know, well, yes, it's like, it's a cool badass moment. Like that everyone <laughs> loves to talk about, but I think it's also an expert line because yeah, I love you too is cheesy. Han's not going to say that, but it's also Han saying to Leia, don't feel bad about this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know you love me, like, and that's why I was willing to do all this. Like, you're worth mm-hmm. all of this, um, and I think it's a lot about releasing her from that guilt. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And and yeah. Um, and Han also just like accepting, like, yeah, like, of course I know this. Like, you do care, and that's and that yeah. makes you better, you know. So yeah. Um, and I, I love I love the story of how that scene came about. Mm. Uh, as Irvin Kirshner tells it, he's yeah. like, the scene wasn't working. Um, so, and you know, the crowd, the, the crew was getting a bit antsy cause it was getting close to lunchtime. And so it was like, all right, we'll do one more time. Harrison, don't think about it. Action. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love you. I know. Cut. Uh, uh, yeah. Perfect. Break for lunch. Yeah. And the crew goes, <laughs> you know, wait, that's it. You, you uh, sure? Yeah. You sure you want that? And he's like, yep. Break for lunch. You know, <laughs> You know what's funny, though, is there's actually, like, multiple versions of actually how that line went out. So, again, like, even the even the creators don't know exactly how it happened because that's that was the one that was famous for a while with Irvin Kirshner. But Harrison Ford tells a different story. Right. He says, like, oh, I had the idea of saying I know, but Kirshner didn't like it. So we shot both. I love you, too. And the I know and the I know Kirshner did eventually agree worked better. So it's you get different stories about these things, which I just, again, think is fascinating. I'm not saying anyone's a liar, per se. You know, know. these are usually people people trying to remember something from 20 years ago. You know, Um, (laughs) we'll find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own (laughs) point of view. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I mean, to be fair, the line that Kasdan wrote was, I love you too, right? Like, that was what was mm-hmm. in the script. Um, yes. But according to Harrison, he was like, I don't think Han would say this. But according to Kirshner, like, it was more of this strenuous moment. So it's just, again, mm-hmm. funny how, like, there's even a mythology about the behind the scenes. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right? So cool. But yeah, that's my number three. I'm almost like, I'm almost going to cry because what something that touched me about that scene uh my most recent watch through is how um you know han looks at leia to the last you know and because he really does think he's going to die Mm -hmm. you know he's supposed to die they might as well be you know marching him to the you know to the gun line you know and uh and if he's going to see only just you know one more thing in this world then it's going to be her which i thought was was really nice i just just cry about it all the time that's really wonderful and and here's here's something I literally just thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, Leia, to some extent, not completely, allows herself to feel the pain of this moment. Mm-hmm. She yeah. watches him go down, and she's you know you see the anguish on her yeah. face, and the the fear that he's going to to be taken from her, and you can only imagine. 
how much of her mind is going back to what happened at Alderaan when she refused to let herself feel that moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So it's like... It, it, she's got all of this pain, this stuff that's bottled up mm-hmm. from three years ago. Yeah. That she probably hasn't really ever expressed anyone or allowed herself to grieve over in yeah. any significant sense. Yeah. Um, and now she has another one of these moments and she's allowing herself to feel something which has to, you know, has to relieve some of the, the, the pressure from that boiling kettle that's mm-hmm. been raging inside her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's that scene is so much, while it is intensely personal for Han and Leia and what's going on, it also encompasses so much more than just yeah. them. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's yeah, it's such a brilliantly done scene. It's really I'm, good. <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk about it because uh, mm-hmm. it's not on my list. So, yeah. uh, is it Katie? Your turn, I think, for number three. I think three? it's me. Yeah, yes. number three. Because you cheated, I'm going to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say uh, all of the Imperials. I think honestly, all of the Imperial, uh, you know, background characters are just yes. the MVPs of this movie. <laughs> I think they're just they're just terrific. Like that part where Vader turns around and veers, face to face, it's just like right there. Veers, next, yes. Just all like whoa, personal space. No, like <laughs> just like just standing uncomfortably close to Vader is real good. Or that part where uh, Piet steps into a room and he he immediately stops in the doorway and the door closes right behind him. Yeah. Like if he had stopped like a centimeter too soon, that door would have like caught his his tail coat or something. You know, the, the back yeah. of his coat, like. It's just so perfect. I'm like, how how long did he have to practice that? It was yeah. wonderful. It's so re- then, it's so real. Then, and then of course this is the part where uh, where um, Admiral Ozil gets choked and Piet is just like, I'm not seeing this. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just pretends not to notice that a man is being strangled beside him. Just yes. they're all perfect. That's my that's my number three is all all of the Imperials. <laughs> They all Apology need medals. Accepted, Captain Nita. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the oh my guy gosh. No, they're, they're great. And then, of course, there's the the, the junior officer uh, at the end of the the movie after the Falcon escapes. Um, after you know they're they're chasing mm-hmm. uh, the Falcon out of uh, Cloud City and it takes off and everyone is just like frozen. And yeah. then Vader just sort of walks off the bridge, and there's that one like junior officer in the black um, standing near the door who's very dedicatedly typing things into his data pad. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> and uh, as soon as Vader passes him, he's like, looks over his shoulder. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's, not coming, he's not coming back for me, right? You know? <laughs> like I said, MVPs. The, oh my gosh, the most valuable. Imperials. <laughs> just a lower, lowercase I am, capital P. M- MVMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carl will it. totally join you on that because he yes. gets his guy. He's a yeah. Piet man. <laughs> I, I love Firmus. He's wonderful. <laughs> beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah. All right. You are in control. You are in command now, Admiral. Thank you, Lord Vader. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like not looking at the corpse. Right. Just right. Very then, then he nods to somebody. He yeah. nods yeah. to somebody off screen. Like, hey, get this out of yes, the way. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want. Oh, nuts! I don't want to be next. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's what Piet feels like is about to happen when the Falcon departs. It's like, oh, yeah. oh god, oh, yeah. oh god, it's my neck now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I remember um, one of the very first things I ever bought for Star Wars merchandise when I was like, when I was a kid was the uh, Star Wars Cal- the Star Wars Galaxy magazine, which obviously is no longer in print. It was it was published by Tops, the trading card company, mm-hmm. and I bought it on the it was the fifteen uh, year anniversary of Empire, so the whole the whole magazine was devoted to Empire Strikes Back, and I love the cover art still. I should, I should put a picture up of this on Twitter. It's beautiful, um, but. Uh, I always remember in one of the articles it talks about Vader and and he right because if you right, Vader is very different with the officers in Empire than he is in A New Hope like A New Hope oh, yeah. like th- some of them are certainly skeptical and wary of him but he doesn't wield this kind of control um, also mm-hmm. like he's also there he is Tarkin's subordinate in A New Hope that's very clear um, so he he is on v- Tarkin's leash this is very much like he is the commander of the executor this is his fleet. So, like, yes, he is the commander of all this, but this article talked about how basically the, he's just so obsessed, like it even says in the opening crawl with finding Luke, yeah. that his temper is just – it's just – it's it's almost non-existent, right? Like you screw mm-hmm. up once, you're done, right? Yeah. Like we get the impression that even the officers might – like they're probably all wary of Vader and probably know about how he's given examples. But the way he's dishing him out in this movie is motivated by this – you know, emotional turmoil really in finding mm-hmm. Luke. Yeah. So. This frenzied obsession. Yeah. I, I got to give one more shout out to an unnamed Imperial officer. Uh, right as the battle of Hoth is getting ready to start. Um, and the first transport is, is heading on, it's heading up and we get that uh, really brassy, you know, fast paced Imperial March playing bomb, 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 <laughs> bomb, bomb, bomb. And sir, Rebel fleet, rebel ships coming into our sector. Good. Good. Our first catch of the day. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. the, his ship is the one that gets zapped. Um, right. No, yeah. Right. But, but I, that guy, I don't know why. I like him. I like him a lot. You know, Good. Our first catch of the day. I told you. I told you. They're the MVPs. I told you. <laughs> they're, they're so good. So good. Um, what's your number three, Jason? Oh, my number three. Um, we're going to go to my least favorite planet now. In all oh, of Star eh, boo. I, I, I hate the swamps of Dagobah. Agree, but, hard agree. But <laughs> one of my favorite, absolute favorite scenes in all of The Empire Strikes Back takes place here. And that is the introduction of Yoda. Hmm. <laughs> because if you've watched the prequels... The only glimpse that you get of this Yoda is when he makes a joke at Obi-Wan's expense with the younglings. <laughs> Lost a planet, Master Obi-Wan has. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Um, Liam and then the, the shades. Liam <laughs> Gather around Liam is the MVP of Attack of the Clones. Yes. Oh, I, oh my gosh. That movie wouldn't be that movie without Liam. Master, who, because someone erased it from the archive memory. Who would have drawn the shades? Nobody. <laughs> the movie would have never happened. been able to see those planets. Yeah. So. <laughs> Liam's the MVP. Damn. MVP. MVP. Um, Most valuable Padawan. Oh, <laughs> oh. 
it's not Anakin, that's for sure. Um, burn! Anyways, I'm sorry. I, I should not do that too. No, I want to uh, see that more often. <laughs> Drag him. Bring the fire. <laughs> anyway. Um, but you get that sort of glimpse as a more humorous Yoda in Attack of the Clones. Bring it to Empire. He's lost his mind. At least that's what you think when you first meet him. Yoda has been out in the swamp for 20 years. He has lost his damn mind. You know, it's like he's even forgotten who he is. You know, Yoda, you see Yoda. Take you to him. I will. <laughs> but now we must eat. Come. You know. And it's like he's trashing Luke's camp. He's getting into a fight over a lamp with R2-D2. You know, it's like he's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and it is one of the most glorious things in the world. I love it so much. Um, and it partly because of, of the fact that we, we learn it's he's testing Luke, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Part, partly because of what we, we know happens later and, and who he really is and what he's really trying to accomplish with this. But he's like, all right, screw it. I'm going to just mess with this kid and see what he does. You know? And and the Grand Jedi Master of the Old Republic completely sheds his dignity. Um, and it is one of the most glorious things I've ever seen Yoda do. So I, I love it. I love this scene so much because it's not what Luke was wanting. He has no idea what he's going to run across. This is a mysterious place. There's no sentient life around him that he can see. And all of a sudden, this little frog man shows up and starts trashing his camp. (laughs) He's like, I came here to find a Jedi master. What is this? You know? (laughs) (laughs) And then to further highlight my point, Carl is now showing us his Bendem's Yoda. Um, But yes, I I absolutely love that. And of course, Yoda's laugh cracks me up so much. And so this is where that happens. So I I, got to give it a shout out for there. But then, of course, it ends with that shot that Carl loves so much, which is Yoda carrying the lamp, the lamp into the fog in the swamp. So, Mm. yeah. Follow the light, Luke. Follow the light. Um, So, yeah. Good oh, advice. I, I, also, I love that scene. I love, I love Luke's line, though. You know, I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi Master. I love that line. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so good because it's, it's really Luke speaking. Um, like he, he, he really is looking for something so important here. He doesn't have mm-hmm. time for this frivolous conversation. He doesn't have time to, you know, make nice. Mm-hmm. Like he's here with. A purpose, and like you said, Jason, right? This this moment's all about Yoda testing Luke, right? Um, and wants to see where he's at. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's essentially um, Luke just showing like he's very impatient, and um, yeah, he's here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to find a Jedi Master so he can be trained in the ways of the Force so that he can avenge his father and save the galaxy killed, uh, and yeah. killed Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, um, and and he fails the test, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah, in the um, the the book that came out a couple years ago, um, from a certain point of view, right, which is all those short stories mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from A New Hope. There's a there's a moment in there um, where it's Yoda and Obi Wan communing with one another while Yoda's on Dagobah, and Yoda really wants to train Leia, but Obi Wan puts forward Luke. 
Um, and I don't remember why exactly, um, but Yoda's you know, hesitation there is the same thing that is still his hesitation in an empire, which is like he's too much like mm-hmm. his father. He's too impatient. He's got too much anger, um, mm-hmm. which to some degree I do disagree with. Like I love this, the sentiment that Luke is Padme's son and Leia is Anakin's daughter. I really yeah. think that's more of the case. Like, yes, certainly mm-hmm. Luke is impatient here and he's got that. But I think Leia is the more fiery one than Luke. By oh, far. yeah. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you, you think, you know, Luke's impatient. <laughs> I'm sure you get Leia in the same situation. And she, well, well, I don't know. She might take, you know, I after, what she did with, after what she did with Wicket. I get the idea. Maybe she would take the time, but she'd also yeah. be like looking for her way out to take care of business. I can't. I can't imagine like Leia getting a vision of Luke and Han being tortured and then being all like, "Oh, you want me to stay here? That's fine. I'll stay." Right. Oh no! Like no, no, oh, no. no! Like she's she, she gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke at least thinks about it for a hot minute, but then but Leia, no, she'd be like, oh, "Bye." Yep. You know, just like, wait, no, gone. Right. (laughs) Wait, no. And there's just this, you know, tunes dust sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So number twos. Yeah, number twos. All right. Number two. Well, perfect, because we're going to stay on my favorite planet in Star Wars, which is (laughs) the snake planet. That's (laughs) such a good buddy. Swampy snake pit. Such (laughs) a so beautiful. Um, (laughs) Sure, Carl. (laughs) I beauty is in the eye of the beholder, through. Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's Yoda's discourse on the Force and raising the X wing, all of that clumped together, um, which nice. obviously got a lot of loving from from the Larians as well. Yes, right. It's um, to me this this scene specifically in regards to Luke's journey in the movie. This is the overall theme of the movie, which is trust in yourself, believe in yourself, and believe in the power of the Force. Um, that's what this scene is all about. And here is where Yoda teaches Luke essentially the, the, the one of the most truest things about the force is that it's, it's everywhere, right? Mm. That you, you have to be tapped into it. Like you have to feel it and you have to believe that it's there in you just waiting, waiting for you to, to tap into it. And that's really what the scene is all about is teaching Luke how to believe in it. And, um, obviously likewise to believe in himself. And I do think that this, this moment translates so beautifully into that first lesson Luke teaches Ray in last Jedi, oh, yeah. right? Which yeah. is essentially just trying to teach you, here's the essence of the force, right? Um, you never hear Yoda denigrating the Jedi order during mm-hmm. anything, right? Like in the way that Luke will obviously in his second lesson, yeah. Um, in Last Jedi, but but also you don't hear Yoda trying to say I'm trying to create a new Jedi Order, right? Like that's like Yoda's only concern here is just teaching Luke what the Force is, teaching him how to trust in it and to trust in himself in communion with it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just right; it's this beautiful discourse. Here's what I mean, and it expands upon um, what's in A New Hope. Right, like mm. Obi Wan basically tells us what it is. Luke, Yoda reminds us, but more than anything, he reminds us that it's everywhere. It's 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 right there for you to to tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite parts after Luke, you know, stands up, and it's it, I love the way like it just looks in that. Moment. It's 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 the only really clear shot that shows how much bigger Luke is. You know, you yeah. got little little Yoda, and then what seems to be a very tall Luke looking down at him and says, "You want the impossible." 
and he yeah. trudges off pouting. And you get this beautiful <laughs> shot of Yoda just by himself on this beautiful planet looking up. And again, this is my interpretation of that. But it's like to me, it's like Yoda's offering up a prayer of like, what do I do with this? Right. Like, <laughs> what do I do here? And he finds the inspiration, though. He knows immediately what he has to do. He needs to show Luke how mm-hmm. real the force is. Um, and, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but it's the most to me, the most magical moment in Star Wars is that shot of the X-Wing just flying over with the you know beautiful music of Yoda's theme. Mm-hmm. It's just this beautifully magical moment of Yoda just showing Luke how easy it is when you are, you know, when the force is your ally. And of course, mm-hmm. it ends with Luke saying, I don't believe it. That's why you failed, yeah. dude. Like, you're never going to be able to do this until you believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this movie is all about the power of belief. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, and you can interpret interpret that belief however you want, right? And that, that's mm-hmm. kind of the point. It's, it can be just belief in yourself. It can be belief yeah. in something higher. Um, to me, in this movie, it is twofold. It's belief in yourself, but also belief in the power of the Force. That nothing mm-hmm. is impossible for the Force. So, love that yeah. moment. Absolutely love that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. It is such an iconic moment from this film, and it is so beautiful and so perfectly done. Mm. Um, that it's almost untouchable in a sense, you yeah. know, it, mm-hmm. you, it really clarifies what we believe the force is. These, these, you know, two moments back to back really help define for us how we see the force. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, I don't have a lot to say because I feel like it just speaks for itself so well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm really glad it made it onto your list, Carl. I'm I would have been shocked if it didn't. Um, so <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad we got to talk about it, though. Katie, what do you have to say about it? Oh. I, I agree. It speaks for itself. I think I'll move on to, to my number two if we're ready. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna Let's we're gonna it. stay here on Dagobah. Great. Great. Terrific. <laughs> you know, that right. was the thing. Ah, oh, that's the thing about like watching this movie again. I'm just like, oh wonderful, another shot with a snake in it. Like just, <laughs> the thing about oh, there's like there's every time I watch The Empire Strikes Back, I find more snakes just hanging out in in the in the background of Dagobah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, terrific. Um <laughs> But I, I really, really like the scene where Yoda says the domain of evil it is mm. in you must go. Like, oh, chills, chills, man. Cave. <laughs> That's so good. Yes. The introduction of the cave. Yes. Or or the tree. I don't I don't know. Is he going into the hollow of a tree or is he going into a cave? I'm never quite clear on that. But it's like either way. It creepy and it really effective. And I'm always, <laughs> you know, especially when I was a kid, I, w- I would really perk up at like scenes like this because it's like, you know, it, of course we're taught, you know, Luke has been living in like pursuit of the light, of course. And now here's a place that's the domain of evil. And Yoda's like, yeah, but you got to go in there. We're not going to like cut it down or burn it down. No, there's something in there that you need to see something that you need to overcome. And I'm like, Oh, it's, 
it's getting real. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that that's that is gripping and compelling cinema to me. These these are the kind of scenes I gravitate towards. And then, of course, you know, he goes in and, and it gets real weird real quick. And however you want to interpret that scene is, you know, up up for debate. But uh, but just the fact that we're even going to broach the subject that we're going to go into the domain of evil and see what's in there like that. Ooh, you guys. That has to be on my list. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's it's real good. It's it is really good. You know, mm-hmm. only you know take that which you require. Your weapons, mm-hmm. you will not need them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he takes them anyways. I know. And it's like, and it, it takes you back to the Clone Wars episode, mm-hmm. um, and that's where he has the vision of Order sixty six, right? Anakin. Um, no. Oh, yeah. Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. 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 He he faces his dark side in another place. Right. Um, uh, yeah, that but, was in the um the Lost Missions. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Lost Missions. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, he he goes into the this tree, this mm-hmm. cave and he has the vision of Order 66. You know, so this isn't just something Yoda knows about. This is something he's experienced. And so yeah. he's like, you got to go. You have mm-hmm. to confront yeah. this. You That's know. Yeah, and, and I and I really like the 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 idea of you know the, the, what's in there only what you take with you that's profound that's something yes. that like as a kid I'm like dang <laughs> mm, yeah you know and then you know your weapons you will not need them um, it makes me think of two things it makes me think of uh, the video game Fable have I ever talked to you guys about Fable Mm-mm. nope. Oh, it's really good. I think this is in Fable 2. Um, you, the main character, you assist a young woman named uh, Hannah, but she calls herself Hammer because she has this giant freaking hammer. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but uh, she is going to take this pilgrimage up a mountain that is usually, uh, this pilgrimage is usually done by two monks. But uh, but you, a warrior, and, and her, obviously a warrior with her giant hammer, you walk this path, and the path is just crawling with monsters and you're killing monsters left and right and hammer is like how could a two monks have walked this path it's insane good thing we brought our weapons and you get to the top and you find out that two monks would have meant nothing along the way because you know a, a warrior finds a reason to use that weapon mm. you know like by carrying that weapon you find an excuse to use it and i thought that was really cool and that's pretty much what yoda's getting at here you know if you bring that weapon in with you you'll find an excuse to use it and then that's exactly what happens in the last jedi in the flashback that we see when luke goes into his sleeping nephew's bedroom with a sword if he hadn't brought that sword in there with him, he wouldn't have found an excuse to use it. You know, I think the only reason he brought that sword in there with him was because a part of him thought that he would need to use it. And so that kind of tells me that that was something that Luke never really learned. You know, of course, he he did throw that weapon away in, in Return of the Jedi. But but then, I don't know, I think I think people can learn things and then unlearn them. You know, our progress isn't isn't linear. Progress can, you know, come in waves. Mm, but yeah. yeah, the fact the fact that he took that that sword in with him, if he hadn't, you know, he like like hammer walking that path, if she hadn't had that weapon, she would have found nothing like that's that's blow my yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a cool connection. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, nice. that, that's such a great moment. I mean, it's it's so big um, mm. for, and like you said, I mean, it, it's so open for interpretation. It's it's a very oh, yeah. broad scene, and um, and good storytelling ought to be broad. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that 
I like that that's what you're focusing on though is is more of like this first part of like what do you take with you what are you mm-hmm. taking what are you taking there um with you and and it it just it makes me think of you know something we were all talking about earlier but it's like when you have even just like a certain worldview and you bring that into every circumstance of of life mm-hmm. yeah you can probably find something that will fit into your worldview even if it's not mm-hmm. really there you know what i mean right yeah um, right you know if if you have some sort of of mission like 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 oh this is what i this is what i want to combat right now well i'm gonna find this everywhere type of a thing um yeah you will like you if you're someone who just carries a lot of burdens and you bring those Mm -hmm. burdens into every situation Mm -hmm. yeah they're gonna manifest themselves right um and and, and i love that example from your the video game you're talking about katie too because right Mm -hmm. like the monks yeah of course like these are centered peaceful Mm -hmm. people like yeah they're not gonna that that's all they'll 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 probably just experience a peaceful walk yeah exactly um, that would have been exactly it that was yeah. the point yeah it's just all like you encountered monsters because you brought swords yeah <laughs> yeah that's the right. only reason yeah and like yeah and i think like luke bringing his weapons in is because like he's still afraid of something like mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. still on edge so he's bringing yeah. he's bringing that fear and that conflict into these situations mm-hmm. um and yeah you yeah. know and, and yeah. again like it's just so just to to bring in return of the jedi really quick like how beautiful that luke has let go of that fear right like when he surrenders mm-hmm. himself to vader and mm-hmm. on endor there right like he literally gives up his weapon he gives himself up to vader um he goes in there without the weapon mm-hmm. right um he's yeah. going in there to just manifest love um, mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. that's ultimately what he does mm-hmm. so, right yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely awesome katie Thank you. Very yeah. good stuff. Very, very good stuff. So. Um, what's your number two, Jason? All right. Well, my number two was actually brought up by the Larians in their poll. Um, <laughs> the torture scene. No. Oh, that's, that's got to be coming, right? Like, I don't know. I'm waiting. I don't know. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> it's Jason's number one. Um, no, it's, it's, it serves its purpose, but it's nothing special. Um but my my number two is going to be R two saving the day by opening the door and yeah. being a fire extinguisher. Um, so, <laughs> so I I I love this this scene. It's you know it's intense. They're pinned with their backs against the wall. Escape is just on the other side of the door, and who gets to come in when the Jedi is not around? It's R two. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you need a Jedi but none are around, get R two D two. He's just as good and cuter. <laughs> um, but, but no, he he's great. And of course, he also finds out the information about the hyperdrive while he's you know trying to open the door. Mm. And three people's like, I don't care. Open the door, you stupid lump. You know. It's, so he does. Uh, and the music swells yeah. in such a you know epic and like it gives you that sense of relief. Like oh. We we could make it. <laughs> we can make it, you know. And so they head out and R2, you know, obscures their escape with the the uh, fire extinguisher stuff that he's got inside him. And then he just whistles to himself as he heads out the door like, <laughs> and here we go. You know? He's so like, proud. <laughs> R2's my favorite. So, of course, I'm going to have this when his, his most epic moment in Empire, you know. Mm-hmm. Here you go. I never doubted you for a second. Wonderful! 
Oh, I love that so oh, much. So good. That's great. <laughs> I do love that so much. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say, but because Ar- Archie's my guy. Everybody knows that. He's my favorite in all of Star Wars, and this is one of his shining moments. So do I need another reason why this is my number two? No, I don't. So there <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. That's great. That, that music swell is great, too. It is. It really is. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Great, I love moment. it. It's we've been running for so long, and now we have light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, and Archie's the one who put it there. Yeah, yeah, great moment. Number ones, yeah. right? Number ones. <laughs> oh my right. gosh, we're heading around the horn for the final time, Carl. Yes, give it to us. All right, you ready? Yeah. No. So you see, yeah. since we're a small operation, we don't fall into the uh, jurisdiction of the empire. So you're part of the mining guild then? No, not actually. Our operation is small enough not to be noticed, which is advantageous for everybody since uh, our customers are anxious to avoid attracting attention to themselves. Aren't you afraid the Empire is going to find out about this little operation? Shut you down? It's always been a danger, but it looms like a shadow over everything we've built here. But things have developed that'll ensure security. I've just made a deal that'll keep the Empire out of here forever. We would be honored if you would join us. I had no choice. They arrived right before you did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. That's my favorite moment in Empire Strikes Back. That's I knew you awesome. Were, I knew you were a secret Boba Fett fan. I knew it. Oh, please. <laughs> Overrated. Um, so yeah, like I, I torture scene is like weirdly one of my favorite scenes, but I don't want to like focus on that because it's I think it's bad okay. for my health. Um, but, uh, like I do, I mean I do weirdly like I do enjoy it, and it's to be fair, it's like the very next scene with Han. So yeah. um, no, I just I've always loved this moment because again, like we know they're in trouble. Like Luke's had the vision, like. We've seen 3PO get shot to bits. Um, but, you know, again, you got the fun, playful Cloud City theme playing as they're jaunting to dinner. And, um, and uh, by the way, really quick, fun fact. I never knew this until I read the Han Solo Icons book. Hans, the jacket Han wears in this movie is actually gray, but the way it appears in film is blue. But huh. the actual jacket is gray. I never knew that. Isn't that cool? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that is Fun cool. little fact. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're walking there thinking everything's okay. They're in the clear. And then, boom. It couldn't be any worse, right? And uh, I, it, it's hard for me to, like, again, like, for so many times like, when we get to our number ones, it's often hard to say why. It's just, it's just so good. This right. moment grabs me every time. And, and to me, the main reason I love it so much is because it's, it's that scenario. The whole movie I was thinking about, like, what would happen if Han goes up against Vader? Well, it's not going to last long. Right. Like it, Han doesn't stand a chance and I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'd like to think that Han could like maybe at least last a few seconds. Nope. Nothing like this is Han is supposedly one of the best shots in the galaxy. Quick draw. 
doesn't even phase Vader. It's like all he does is raise a hand. That's it. Like he doesn't need to pull out his lightsaber or do a force choke. It's like he immediately just makes Han inept. Um, (laughs) you know, and takes away any sense of power Han has. And, um, and I love that because it's my favorite character and like, it's, it's, it immediately shows like how limited he is. Right. Like, um, and also how integral like Luke or the Jedi are, um, to this story. But yeah, and I love it. And, and the way, right. It's this great betrayal moment. And if you look Billy D Williams is such a fantastic actor in this film. Um, the way Billy D or Lando looks at Han and says, I'm sorry, they arrived right before you did. He looks so pained. He really yeah. does. Like, he didn't want to do this. He no. had no freaking choice. And Han's just like, I'm sorry, too. And, you know, like, he's trying to be tough and brave here, but you know, like, they're all terrified. Um, also, Chewie's roar is awesome. When that yes. door opens, Chewie's roar yeah. is so cool. This is like this is the coolest Boba Fett moment to me because it is just so neat. Like this guy comes out from behind the door and he's got those cool spurs. Um, yeah, I just I love this scene. It, every time I watch this movie, it's the scene that always just like oh yeah, it gets me, gets me every time. So that's my number one. It's a good scene. It's a really yeah. good scene, and you know, stay tuned for several weeks into our radio dramas, and you'll actually hear the dinner. Oh, so good. Ooh, I hope it's super awkward. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. It's so tense. It's it gets even better. I've always loved this is that that's my favorite moment in all the radio dramas is that scene. It's so good. I, so good. I hope I hope Vader lets them have dessert. I sh- <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the robot chicken um skit for this scene? I, oh, it's so it's awkward. So, just yeah, like- yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Vader ends the scene by saying like, well, lots to do, lot of torturing to do. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Anyway, so um, Katie, what's your number one? You guys are going to be so mad. Never. <laughs> You're going to be so mad. This is my favorite moment. There's, no, right, there's nothing to be mad about. I'm going to recite it. Okay. Okay. That's not it. Bring me the hydro spanner. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna get out of this one. <laughs> oh! <laughs> this is my number one because it had me in stitches. I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard. It's like this is what happens when you don't watch a Star Wars movie for a while. You forget about jokes like that, about like like little gems. And when I when that toolbox falls on Han Solo like off off camera and you just hear him shout ah I'm just like oh oh Han (laughs) (laughs) it was so perfect especially like because this comes right off the heels of like that great shot of uh, of Han like down in the pipes of the Falcon like crawling around and no. his butt looks perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love that his shirt comes a little untucked too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, no. Oh, it's so good. Oh, no, that's not it. And I love that scene Bring for me the hydro spanner. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love this scene. It's such a good reminder that Han Solo doesn't know what's going on ever. He just never, he never has it figured out. He's just like, he's just going by the seat of his pants. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> like, like he always looks so cool, but really he's just all like a hot mess. He just has no idea. <laughs> uh, Katie, would you like that moment real quick? Yeah, I'd do it. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I forgot he immediately like blames Chewie. He's like, Chewie, why did you put it there? (laughs) So good. Number one, this is the number one scene in the whole movie. In fact, I would just take 127 minutes of this scene. Just, (laughs) ow! Joy, <laughs> joy! I would watch. I would watch a whole movie about stuff falling on Han Solo. <laughs> like every time he walks into a room, something new falls on him. He thinks he's like escaped, and then Leia comes up from behind him and like dumps a bucket of water on his head. Like I'd watch the whole movie of that. <laughs> you get the idea that this is not the first time this kind of thing has happened. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. You know. Uh, <laughs> I love it, though. I'm so glad you picked a moment like this. It, it is a great moment, a great little character moment. That does, does it need to be in the movie? No. But Urban Kirshner was like, no, we're going to do this. He's going to be trying to fix the Falcon, trying to find out what's happening, and we're going to drop something on his head. I we're going to do it. It's perfect. I love it. I just Because I haven't seen Empire since, I guess, right before Solo came out. Uh, so I so I'd forgotten about the scene entirely. If you had asked me, like you know, just wake me up at three a.m. and you were like, "Katie, does a toolbox ever fall on Han Solo's head?" I'd be like, "No, that's stupid. Leave me alone." <laughs> like, <laughs> so so the scene top caught me by surprise. Complete no, that's surprise. Stupid. I loved it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. I love that it's I your really number do. one. That's just amazing to me. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. It's so cool. It's just it was such a delight to me. Like I'm I'm watching this movie again. I'm less than forty minutes into The Empire Strikes Back and I'm like, Oh, I found my number one. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's and I'm I know I'm i clearly like it's so it's what what makes it so great for you is the, the comedic moment, right? Um but yeah. even if, like you know, they have been in these situations before. Like even just ow, Chewy, like clearly yeah. Chewie's jumped dumped something on before. But I even like there is a sense of overall calm, though, still, like, from yeah. both of them. And, like... It's kind of old hat, kind of. Yeah, it's like they've clearly <laughs> been in situations like this before, and they know they get out of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there is, mm-hmm. like, oh, crap, we've, we're here again, but we do always get out of these. And, and even say, like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one, but we probably have before. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I'm going to do... I'll. I'll Sorry to like rudely like derail, um, and no, I will plug this at the end of the episode. But I want to rudely. Uh, I started that new uh, segment, Solo Cast. Um, just mm, looking at mm-hmm. the, you know the movie Solo, um, and I'm going to be doing a little episode soon about Han's faith, which is that of luck, right? Like oh, like looking yeah. at like how luck is kind of Han's spirituality, um, and we yeah, get that a lot in Solo. But this is one of those moments. Like, I don't know how we're get out of this, but like luck's on our side. Always seems to yeah. be so. Like. Like, what a great little moment to pick, and I just love that it's your number one. Yeah. <laughs> it's further evidence of why I love doing this podcast with you, too. So, oh, yeah. Now I'm, I, now I'm just thrilled to hear what yours is, Jason. 
All right. Well, my number one is picks up just a few minutes after where my number two left off. And it is the escape into hyperspace. And this, I kind of start after the Falcon picks Luke up, you know, from the weather vane underneath Cloud City. Um, and then we just have this whole, like, we've been running this whole movie. Now we have to run one more time. And again, the hyperdrive is not working, you know, and it's intense. It's tense. Luke is talking to Vader. He's, you know, going, Ben, why didn't you tell me? Um, Vader is like, he essentially has another, I have you now moment, you know, with the executor chasing down the Falcon. Uh, the tractor beams are about to be activated. And, of course, R2 comes and saves the day again. But... <laughs> um, and but as he honestly, rumbles across the great floor, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 R2, what are you doing? You haven't finished with me yet. <laughs> you don't know a thing about the Falcon's hyperdrive. Chewbacca can do it. I'm standing here in pieces, and you're having delusions of grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I never doubted you for a second. You, know, you did it! You know. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect. But then the moment, the tension of the moment shifts from our heroes to the bridge of the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And Vader has this oddly introspective moment that we haven't really seen before. He takes a minute to just sort of watch what happened. He starts to turn away, and then he looks back out the viewport, and then puts his hands behind his back and just kind of slowly walks off the bridge, Mm. obviously in his own head, Mm. because everyone else is freaked out that he's about to kill the entire bridge crew, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Not just the men, but the, the women, women. <laughs> and the children too. <laughs> but you know, and it's and but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Everyone is still alive, and they're like, "Oh God, you know, what are we gonna do now?" Yeah. Um, who's to say, you know, the next day he doesn't meet out retribution to someone he decided failed him? But um, it's just. The tension, you, you get this gasp of relief as the hyperdrive, you know, finally, for the first time in the movie, kicks in. Um, and our heroes are away. They've survived. They can fight another day. Boy, do they get the hell beat out of them, but they can fight another day. And the tension finally switches perspective. Mm-hmm. And we as the audience can breathe a sigh of relief where it's finally the bad guys who are worried. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> We have been on the edge, on the run, looking over our shoulder this entire movie, and it's finally all just, ah, oh, I can release that. I can let it go. You know? Yeah. They're safe. Yeah. So I, I love that moment. And the music is probably my favorite musical moment uh, in that movie. You know, as the we just get that, dun, 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 you know, <laughs> as it just repeats that over and over again as the Falcon flies up against the executor and continues to try and peel away. You know, it, I love that, that music there. Um, it's not my favorite theme from the movie, but it's probably my favorite mo- musical moment in the movie. But I just, that's my favorite moment in the empire strikes back. So that's amazing. 
Yeah. Um, and it's, of course, kicked off by this little little gem of a moment I think we can all get a chuckle at. If your people fix the hyperdrive, all the coordinates are set. It's now or never. Touch it! I love, I love the fact that Leia and Chewie are just so over this issue. Yeah, that they yeah. take a they take a minute to just sort of like stare ahead, look at each other, and then turn to Lando, who yeah. is pointedly trying to not make eye contact. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is so perfect. So. No, it, uh, such yeah, this is so good. Um, you know the 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 force connection between Luke and Vader in this moment is awesome. Oh um, my gosh, and, yes! And, and you know Luke is so distraught and also very upset with Obi Wan. Like I love how he just keeps turning it back to him. Like why didn't you tell me? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course your boy saves the day again, and the music mm-hmm. especially, like you said. I mean, it's just so good in this it's in this moment. Intense. Yeah, it's it's wildly intense and um hats off to john williams yet again which is no mm-hmm. surprise Let's see if we can get some yeah here we go yep. yeah well there's a l- little bit of a release for you um but uh, a little bit yeah as we uh, head over to the bridge of the star destroyer We'll have them soon. Blah, blah, blah. You know. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. We'll have them soon. Excellent. Right. You know. So good. I'm just, I got to say the best part of that, all of that stuff, though, is is definitely the joy I feel that Firmus doesn't get killed. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Piet survives, and and I love it. So that's what's most important. Yes. Uh, yet another most, MVP is saved. Yes. So. <laughs> the most important part of the scene is not the fact that the Falcon gets away. It's the fact that Piet lives. Yes. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> you are correct. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since we've mentioned the uh, Star Wars gangster rap. As as uh, Vader decides to leave and we leave we leave Piet behind, you just get a phone beat. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Well, there you go, everyone. There are our top five moments from The Empire Strikes Back, from the expected to the unexpected. Yes. Um, (laughs) Ow, Chewie! Ah! (laughs) That's what we should have named this episode. Ow, Chewie! (laughs) Nuts! (laughs) But I'm also glad I didn't know it was your number one beforehand, because that makes it so great. That's why I love doing these, because I love love hearing what you guys have to say. Yeah, me too. I love hearing um, what you guys have to say. Oh. So, yes. And obviously, thanks to all of you who did take the time to, to write in your favorite moments from the movie beforehand. Uh-huh. Um, we got yes, quite a few you. as well. So, so thank mm-hmm. you for doing that. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah, no, no I, 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 I gotta say, it is the Larians who reminded me of the R two saving the day moment with the the you know door and everything if they hadn't mentioned that i probably wouldn't have had this on my list i was like oh yeah duh i love that moment it's so, it's so good cool, yeah. <laughs> so yeah 
gotta I gotta throw that out there. Thank you, Larians. <laughs> my uh, my beloved was watching The Empire Strikes Back with me. Uh, you know, when I was looking for my top five, and when that moment came up, I was like, "Why doesn't R two do that all the time?" And then he goes, "You can only use the same trick once." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." That's <laughs> true. It's true. R two's got to come up with a new trick every time. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's oh so much fun. So. Um, yeah. So again, if you want to stick around at the, uh, you know, right after we wrap this up, we'll, we'll play episode two of the empire strikes back radio drama, which is the coming storm. So, um, hopefully you've been, it sounds like from a lot of you have been very adamant about sharing your love of the radio dramas, which of course we love being able to bring to you. And of course we're listening ourselves because they're so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) so yeah, definitely stick around after, after we wrap up here for, for episode two of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama. Um, I meant to plug this at the top of the show and I forgot. But uh, if you don't follow us on social media, you wouldn't be aware of this. Um, well, gee, I guess if you subscribe to the show on iTunes, you would be aware. Um, but I did start a new <laughs> segment um, just just a few days ago called the Solo Cast, a Wampus Lair story. Um, and I just like I really needed to do something with this tremendous love I have for for Solo, a Star Wars story, and uh, I really wanted to do just like a little segment. And, and again. Jason, you can attest to this, and Katie, you'll probably get to attest to this in no time, sadly, um, that <laughs> over the years, we've tried different segments. I've tried different segments that inevitably tend to fade out, which is fine. Like that, That's mm-hmm. how these things, creative projects work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I can't say how long it'll, it'll run for. Um, this is why I don't want to try to put it on Patreon or something and promise and then not follow through um this is just something i want to do for fun obviously like i want the two of you to come on occasionally if you're willing yes um, definitely of course <laughs> and like right now the plan is to just do one every other week um mm. or at, at least once a month um just talking random topics about solo so uh, i'll be recording an episode over the weekend with my friend christy who i talked a lot about in the first episode um and uh, i had so much fun watching it with him on skype the, oh, this past weekend and uh, we're going to talk about um, the light, the, 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 the color palette of the film. Um, Chris is an artist. He's incredibly gifted at art and knowledgeable about art. So we're going to just talk about the color palette um, in, 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 uh, in Solo and how that changes from dark to light and how that in, in and of itself tells a story. So if you really like Solo, hopefully you'll, you'll tune in for these little segments. Um, and if you don't like Solo, well, don't listen. That's fine too. <laughs> so, um, boy, do I love that movie. <laughs> it's a good movie to love. So, um, guys, we have a matchup for next week. Yes. Oh, boy, do we ever. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, <laughs> Katie, you want to introduce it? Absolutely. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, this week, or next week, we're having a matchup of Lando Calrissian versus Hondo Anaka. Who wins? Who? All of us. All of us are the winners. <laughs> that, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Oh, oh. Mando, my man. Um, <laughs> I just mixed two things. Um, oh, anyways. no. Hondo would be so. St- oh, wait. It was Beckett that, that pushed Dora Singh. Lando right. was just happy about it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, Hondo would probably be mad because about Aura Singh. And I'm like, wait a second. That doesn't count. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So definitely be sure to weigh in on this matchup. Yes. And uh, Carl, if people want to weigh in on the matchup or just weigh in on any of our top five moments from The Empire Strikes Back, where can they do that? Well, of course, you can find us on the Twitter at Wampa's Lair. 
Um, we are on Facebook at Wampus Lair Podcast. You can email us at wampuslairpodcast at gmail.com. And Katie, you are very active in the Twitterverse. Where can folks find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Pohotdamarin. Yes. Do Excellent. it. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> all right. You have anything else to say about The Empire Strikes Back before we close this down? I mean, do oh, I have, do I have more to say? Yes, but before we, cl- but for time's sake, no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This has been episode number 317, Top 5 Empire Strikes Back Moments. For Carl and Katie, my co-hosts, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair. Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly Episode 2 The Coming Storm time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now, it is a dark time for the rebellion. The freedom fighters have established a base inside the ice caverns on the frozen planet Hoth. Luke Skywalker, patrolling the Hoth wasteland for Imperial probe droids, has been injured by a savage Wampa ice beast. Wandering in a delirium, he has seen the image of his Jedi instructor and been told that he must seek further training. But Obi-Wan Kenobi's ghostly figure has faded from sight, leaving Luke alone to face the terrible Hoth blizzard.
was it you wanted, General Riken? We had a signal on the sensors a few minutes ago, Princess Leah. But it's gone now. Perception's getting worse in this storm. A life form? An energy source. The monitor said it seemed to be transmitting and moving as well. Could it have been distortion or equipment malfunction? The monitors only had it on their scopes for a moment. Then they lost it. Well, they could have been wrong. Well, we should make sure. Perhaps we should send out a patrol. No, our snowspeeders still aren't ready. Sending people out in this storm on tauntauns would cost us lives. What do you recommend? Solo and Skywalker are due back soon. They're the last men we have out there. When they return, we seal the shield doors and keep a close watch on the sensors to see if what it was shows up again. If it does? Well, it'll depend on when and where it does. There's not a great deal that we can do with night coming on. I suppose that's true. General Riken? Over here, Solo. All your sensors are in place, General. Princess? Hello, Han. Good work, Solo. You look done in. Yeah, it's getting pretty frosty out there. But at least you'll know if somebody comes sniffing around looking for the base. We hope. Has Commander Skywalker reported in yet? No, he's checking out a meteorite that hit near him up at the top of the ridgeline. He'll be back any time now. Another meteorite? Yes, with all the meteor activity in this star system, it's going to be difficult to spot approaching ships. Yeah, there's plenty of junk floating around in this part of space. Well, perhaps when we have more ships and people, we can place surveillance satellites in orbit. Perhaps, Your Highness, but I don't expect reinforcements for some time. Uh, General, look, I, I know this isn't a great time to bring this up, but... Me and Chewie are making arrangements to leave. We can't stay with the Rebellion any longer. Han! I'm very sorry to hear that, Captain. We've come to rely a great deal on you both, and on the Millennium Falcon. You know, there's a price on my head. If I don't pay Jabba the Hutt what I owe him, I'm a dead man. Yes, I know. Death mark is not an easy thing to live with. Well, you're a good fighter, Solo. I hate to lose you. But good luck to you, and to Chewbacca as well. Thanks, General. We both... I think you're a pretty good commanding officer, too. Thank you, Han. Your Highness, I'll keep you informed if anything develops. Thank you, General. Well, Your Highness, I guess this is it. That's right. This is it. <laughs> well, don't get all mushy on me. So long, Princess. I'll see you around one of these days. Han, wait. Yes, Your Highnesses? I thought you said you had decided to stay with the Rebellion. I thought you were going to help us here on Hoth. Well, that bounty hunter we ran into on Ward Mantell, he changed my mind. I've got to settle this thing with Jabba the Hutt. I'm not going to be any good to the Rebellion or anyone else until I do. We need you here, Han. We need? The Rebel Alliance. Why don't you stop talking for the Alliance and talk for yourself for once? What about you need? I don't have the slightest idea what you're talking about. No, I guess you probably don't at that. Looks like you never will, huh? And what precisely is it that I'm supposed to know, oh source of wisdom? Come on. When are you going to stop playing games? You want me to stay because of the way you feel about me? Yes. I feel that you're a great help to the Alliance. If it wasn't for you, we'd uh, never have got... Uh, we both know what I'm talking about. How come it's so hard for you to admit it? Han... Uh -huh. Has anybody ever mentioned anything to you about your ego problem? Come on. You look so pretty when you're blushing. You're imagining things. Am I, Leia? Then why'd you call me back? Afraid I was going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? You? Me. I'd sooner kiss a Wookiee. Well, I can arrange that, but you better move fast. Goodbye. Goodbye. You could use a good kiss. 
Let us all in on it, princess. Doesn't it ever get boring up there on that pedestal? Oh. Oh. Keep on. Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep. I can't do it, Ben. I can't make it. I'm sorry. I tried, Ben. I tried. We're getting off this snowball right now before they close the shield door for the night. Because I'm sick of this planet, that's why. Because Job is hunting for our heads. Now warm her up, let's raise ship. What? You took what apart? What are you doing? Fine-tuning the hyperdrive now. Look at that mess. Are you crazy? Okay, okay. Calm down. We still got a little while before they shut the shield door. You close up the vector guides, I'll put the transition rig back together. All I want to do is get us out of here, Chewie. Now put her back together the best way you can, just so they'll get us to our next stop. Who? Her royalness? Never mind what she said. Remind me to tell you sometime about stiff-knobbing with the upper classes. It's such fun. Oh, great. That's just what we needed here from the loose wiring brothers. What are you doing, Chewie? Are you a saboteur? You think I want to spend the rest of my life here for a face? Captain Soto. Listen, Chewie, those vector guides will do for now. Just get them back in place. Just set up the hole. I don't want them perfect. I don't want them pretty. I want them now. Whoa, whoa, whoa there. What'd you say, 3PO? I was attempting to draw your attention to the fact that the princess there has been trying to reach you by comlink. Well, I turned my comlink off. I don't want to talk to her anymore. It's bad for my disposition. Indeed. Uh, well, Arto and I are to inform you that the princess there is worried about Master Luke. She doesn't know where he is. Well, I don't know where he is. Nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows. He was only a couple of minutes behind me when I rode well, in. Well, you see, sir, there is a question... Deck officer! Uh, Deck uh, officer! Excuse me, sir, here, but might you? I inquire as to whether you... Oh, you shut up for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> you can tell me where Commander Skywalker is. I haven't seen him. Is that droid malfunctioning, sir? Not any more than usual. Then why are you holding your hand over his vocal He's swab? got a cough. Now, what about Luke? Commander Skywalker hasn't come through the main shield door. It's possible he came in through the south entrance. It's possible. It's possible. Why don't you just go and find out if it really happened, huh? Very well, Captain. As soon as I get the rest it's of It's getting dark out there, friend, and cold, in case you didn't notice. I'm aware of that. I joined up with the rebels because I noticed things. I'll go and check on the commander at once. Okay, yeah, look, hey. Thanks, pal. Huh? Oh, sure, R2. Sorry, 3 people. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Sir. Although there was really no need for that, I'm sure. Uh, might I now inquire what has happened to Master Luke? Well, you just go ahead and inquire all you like, 3 It never does any good around this deep freeze. Well, Seal her up, Chewie. I'll be right back. Really, Artu, have you ever met such an impossible man? Come along. Let's find the princess there and tell her what's happened. 
This is what we get for allowing Master Luke to go out on his own without us to look after him. Yes, Chewbacca, of course we shall keep you informed of any new developments. Between ourselves, up to, I think Master Luke is in considerable danger. Skywalker hasn't come in the south entrance either. No one's heard from him since his last communication check with you. Well, he was clear up on the ridge line then. Might have forgotten to check in. Luke? No. Where he grew up, people learned to be careful. I'm going looking for him. But Captain Solo... Have the tech's got those snow speeders working? I used the Falcon, but she's on downtime right now. The snow speeders aren't ready yet. We've been having all kinds of trouble adapting them to the cold. The techs are running up a bunch of replacement parts. They should be ready by morning. Well, morning ain't likely to do Commander Skywalker very much good, is it? Isn't there anything in this whole base that'll fly? Nothing that can handle a hot blizzard, sir. Those winds would smash you down before you got halfway out. All right, all right. Forget it. I'll have to ride out and look for him on a tauntaun. Come on, move it. We haven't got much time. Captain Solo, General Riken gave orders no one's to leave the base. This one over here I'll have to do is still saddled. Captain Solo. Tell the command center that I'll keep in touch with him over Conlake Bandalf. General Riken doesn't want anybody leaving the base. Lieutenant. Sir. Lieutenant, what did you just call me? Sir. Right. Now get out of my way. But the temperature's dropping too rapidly. Even a tauntaun couldn't survive for long. Yeah, my friend's out there someplace. Now I'm giving you a direct order to make it easy for you, so don't waste my time. I'm afraid I can't let you do this, Captain Solo. I have my standing orders. Lieutenant, have you ever seen my first mate? Uh, three times your size, You're covered with fur, got a bad temper. Everybody in the base knows Chewbacca, sir. Uh-huh. Well, if you or anybody else tries to stop me from riding that tauntaun out of here, Chewie's going to take it real bad. But General Riken has clearly instructed me that no one... Do you think General Riken wants a quarter of a ton of roaring mad Wookiee running around his base? I'm reasonably certain that he doesn't, sir. Smart boy. Now stand aside! I'm trying to save your life. Your tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Even with an insulated suit, if you're on foot out there, you're dead. Then I'll see you in hell. Yeah! I need it. Ben, said yo. There's not much time. There's only one way to keep you warm until I can get the emergency shelter. Sorry about this, old girl. Okay, Luke, I'm gonna have to shove you inside the carcass. This may smell bad, kid. But it'll keep you alive until I can get the shelter built. Yo, find you. Oh, and I thought. 
just done smelled bad on the outside. Hold still, Luke. I gotta give you a stim shot. There. That ought to take hold and bring you around in a second or two. This is solo to base. Solo to base. Command center, I don't know if you can read me, but I've got Luke. He's alive, but my tauntaun's down for good. We're in an emergency shelter. Do you copy? The storm's kicking up pretty bad. I don't know if this hut can take it. Just come for us as soon as you can. I've got the homing beacon on. Do your best for us, you guys. Um, Lay quiet, Luke. Come on, there's not much room in here. Han, I can't see. You're snow blind, Luke. But it'll pass. We'll get you taken care of soon, I promise. And keep that thermal wrap around you. We gotta warm you up a little at a time. Han, it would be you. How'd you find me? <laughs> Snoozing in the snow, that's how I found you. Nice going. You have some sense of timing, Solo. Where are we? Emergency shelter, north side of the glacier field. You think this thing's gonna hold up? Well, I'm sort of hoping for the best, buddy. We sure picked a great time to field test it, huh? Yeah, perfect. How you feeling? Oh, terrific. Why don't we go outside and get some calisthenics in before it gets too dark? Sure. <laughs> you can always play some tag. <laughs> oh, how'd you get out here? Taunton. There wasn't any other way. She didn't make it, though. So we're here to the weather breaks. Yeah, that's about it. I can't feel my legs. I'm numb. You're gonna be okay. There's not a lot more I can do for you with the medicaid. But they'll put you through nerve therapy and I'll float you in a regenerative tank and you'll be as good as new. Too bad the nearest one's a couple of kilometers away through a No blizzard. more talking like that. You're gonna make it, you hear? What happened to your face? You look like you walked into a rotor blade. Oh, it's a wampa. Ice creature jumped me on the ridge and killed my tauntaun. How oh, very rude, as 3 po would say. <laughs> I hope you killed it right there. Well, that seemed like the right thing to do at the time. What well, smells so bad in here? <laughs> you. <laughs> you spent a little time inside my tauntaun while I was having a house racing party. Well... I guess you can cancel all my social engagements for the evening. Oh. So what's your excuse this time? Huh? For what? Coming out after me. I guess you can't claim it was the money this time. Well, I'll figure something out, Luke. I'll bet you will. What? This hut's gonna hold, Luke. And you're gonna make it. See? I only wish I could have seen Leia say goodbye one last time. I got an idea, pal. Why don't you just settle down and relax? And tomorrow, you can say hello to her instead. None, Your Highness. R2 maintained sensor scan outside the shield door for as long as he could. 
but our joints began freezing up. Artu has informed me that the communication center has been quite unable to get in contact with him. The storm is interfering with reception. Artu, of course, Master Luke will be all right. He'll be quite all right. You'll see. So will Captain Solo. What's Chewbacca doing? He has been keeping a vigil at the shield door since Captain Solo failed to report back, Your Highness. It was all we could do to dissuade him from going after him. Chewbacca could hardly ride a tonton. Don't say that, Artu. Don't even think it. Of course we'll see Master Luke again. Now what's he saying, 3PO? Although Artu wasn't able to pick up any signals, he does admit his range is far too small for us to abandon all hope. Princess Leia, there's nothing more that any of us can do tonight. The shield door must be closed. Just a few more minutes, Lieutenant? Our life support system can't take any more cold. We've lost heat all through the base. And there's a danger of the door freezing up and jamming in the open position. Then we have no choice. Stand clear of the shield doors. Prepare to close and seal. I know. I know, Chewbacca. We just have to hope. Lieutenant? Yes, sir. Close the shield doors! Yes, sir. I'm sorry, Your Highness. I'm sorry, Don't worry about Master Lucatu. I'm positive he'll be all right. He's quite clever, you know. For a human, that is. What was that, R2? Oh, Your Highness. He says that their chances of survival out there are 725 to 1. Artu has been known to make mistakes from time to time. pursues them, it is not their only enemy. The planet itself can take lives. And now these six can only hope and await the verdict of the long and deadly Night of Hoth. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, 
Perry King as Han Solo, and Anne Sachs as Princess Leia. Also heard were Ron Frazier, Merwin Goldsmith, and Gary Takeon. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was directed by John Madden with Tom Vaguely. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. The executive producer was John Voss. Post-production was realized at Studio M in St. Paul on the 3M digital mastering system by Tom Vaguely.